welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors and today we will be talking to, first of all, Joe Cloakey, who is the son of Art Cloakey, the creator of the Gumby series, and he himself has been doing quite a lot in Gumby, so we're going to be talking to him. We're also going to, spe- going to be speaking about the show Molong Season 1 and also about Menashi, Lucky, and Leap. We're going to be speaking to Joe about a whole bunch of new Gumby things he's doing, including a new Gumby movie coming out on September 5th in stores near you, a new book, and a new comic series. So, Joe, thank you for being on the show with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love talking with you, Jerry. It's always a joy talking to you as well. So, like I just said, there's a lot of things going on in the world of Gumby now. So, can you just talk about the general future, like the timeline of what's happening next? You bet. We have a lot of exciting things happening. Um... My wife, Joan, and I, we run the whole Gumby world, and um, we've been in production on writing new scripts for a new TV series. We're writing a script for a feature, which is a separate endeavor. Those are both exciting. Um, we, uh, my, my kids and I, we, we actually went to the film labs and remastered the original Gumby movie from the mid-90s, and we remastered it into high definition from its original 35-millimeter rolls, and, and that movie is going to be on blue, a combination Blu-ray and DVD pack coming out this uh, today, September 5th. And, um, but what's happening in general, we just finished uh, for a year and a half writing a 300-page book on my dad's life. It's a biography of my dad, Art Cloakey. Also, it's about the life of Gumby and Davy and Goliath through the, through the 60 years of that journey. And um, it's an amazing book. We've spent you know, my, my lifetime learning about it, but then researching it and reading all my dad's letters, I learned so much more about Gumby and so much more about the, the backstory behind all of the different eras of Gumby. Um, so it's, and we're, you know, I worked with my dad for 15 years. Now I'm working with my wife, Joan. We're a family business. Uh, my dad and mom created Gumby. They did it for 15 years together. Then my dad and stepmom did it for 15 years together. Then my dad and I did it for about eight years together. And then Joan and I have been doing it for the last nine years. And a lot of great things that my dad wanted to happen are starting to come to fruition. And that is really just so good to see because even though Gumby has existed for a long time, it still has kept its quality even today. And it's nice to see that now even another generation can grow up with Gumby in the future. So my next question is for that DVD that you're releasing, well, today about the Gumby movie, is there going to be any special features that were never before seen that viewers can look forward to? Yes. I, uh, for the first time, I, I got um, my dad videotaped himself some behind-the-scenes video footage uh, of the crew working on the movie, and I edited that together along with a really cool slideshow of behind-the-scenes action of still images he took of the crew working on the movie. It's it's really quite a, a special feature on the movie. Um, well, that course, sounds... Sorry. And, of course, the book we're coming out with has thousands of photographs. It's amazing. I found some real gems that nobody's ever seen. Um, and, and one whole chapter is all about the movie, and um, that's going to be a good thing to go along with it. Also, we have a new comic book series through Paper Cuts who, are, uh, who launched at Comic-Con this year. And, and Gumby was really popular at Comic-Con. My kids dressed up as Gumby and Pokey, and they were mobbed for pictures for three straight days. It was a lot of fun. Well, that all sounds extremely exciting. I'm going to be checking it all out. Now, 
in the far future, you did say that you want to make a TV show and maybe an, a separate Gumby movie, like a brand new one. So mm -hmm. for that, do you have any plans of maybe new characters to add to the Gumby world? Well, it's all top secret there. We, we're, we're just finishing up the script for the feature film. Uh, we finished the script for the first TV episodes, but I can't announce it until um, it gets announced by the, by the, big, by the people um, funding the production. But we, we will be the studio. It will be the original Cloakey Productions producing this in clay animation, stop motion animation. And it's going to be very exciting. We're putting a lot, a lot of quality, uh, a lot of qualities going into these productions. Well, I'm very excited about that. I mean, I personally love the Gumby series, and it just really is amazing. So can you talk about the Gumby movie a little bit, why it was created a little bit about it for people who don't know? Yes, my dad always wanted to make a Gumby movie. And, you know, of course, he had the series, the, the wonderful series that you've reviewed from the 50s, and, and, and then two batches of series from the 60s and late 60s, and then the batch in the late 80s, which is going to be released next year by N-Circle Entertainment. Um but this movie, which was released in 95, 96, it was so popular with kids. You know, Gumby tends to be popular with adults and kids. But the Gumby movie is actually really hits a sweet spot with kids. There's something really sweet about this movie that kids love. And uh, it sold 950,000 copies of VHS um, in, in like a few months when it was released the first time. And, and, and all the reviews we got from parents were is that their kids wore the tapes out. Uh, and I think the reason for that is it has that kind of the sweet nature of Gumby that really comes through in it. How Gumby always leaves a place better than when he found it. There's a lot of action and adventure. And, um, you know, Gumby goes through the King Arthur's Camelot. Uh, he goes through the Star Wars land, having it, uh, you know, the blockheads have a scheme uh, to, 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 to take advantage of people. And the Gumby has to battle that scheme. And there's just a lot that goes on in this movie that's a lot of fun. And it has um, some really fun original songs in it, Take Me Away, uh, This Way and That. It has um, an amazing uh, rockin' scene, because Gumby has a, a rock band in the, in the 80s series. And in the 90s movie, he has an even better rock band that has a, he's back, uh, Gumby's guitar is played by Craig Chikiso, who's the, he came out with 10 world albums, amazing guitar player. And before then, he was the lead guitarist for the Jefferson Starship. And uh, so, it, you know, Gumby truly rocks out in this movie. But the, there's just something that kids just love this movie. There's a sweetness to it. There's the, this, the classic stop motion animation, the, the primary colors of Gumby. You know, I mean, we love Tim Burton movies, but they tend to be on the, a little bit darker twisted side, which is cool. But for Gumby, he, he's primary colors. Wallace and Gromit's really cool stop motion, too, but that's more English sensibilities. And we love those movies, too. But Gumby... There's there's something about the bright colors and, the, and and he's an everyman hero. It's like a superhero for the every everybody. Um, there's something special about Gumby. There's there's the love, the action, the art. Um, it's all in there with Gumby. That's I think that's why Gumby's lasted through the through the decades is because uh, people feel a part of Gumby because Gumby's really a, a part of human nature. It is really true that you know generations and generations of kids love Gumby, and I do hope that I can grow up loving Gumby and my kids can grow up loving Gumby and et cetera. And I do hope that it can last for a much longer time. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors. And right now we're speaking to Joe Clokey about the brand new Gumby film. 
which is actually their original Gumby film remastered in Blu-ray and DVD with a whole bunch of special features. It's now out today in store, so definitely check that out. But we're also talking about future plans for Gumby, which includes new TV shows, new movies, new comic books, and a lot of other great things. So, Joe, my next question for you is... There is an annual Gumby Fest that happens every year around this time in the fall. So do you have any special plans for this year's Gumby Fest? Um, Citrus College has a new facility there in Glendora. That, that The first year we had it in the town of Glendora, um, 8,000 Gumby fans showed up, and it was amazing. The second year we had it, it was at a bigger facility at the college, and it was 108 degrees. So a few less people showed up, but still it was packed with fans there were like different there were different um there were many different activities it was a stop motion festival all the great stop motion companies came and participated like Leica and people that have used to work for us that work at other places and come back um the people that do tumble leaf were there it was, it was wonderful and we celebrated gumby's birthday there um the next gumby fest we don't know the exact date yet it it could be uh next spring i think that's what we're thinking well, I participated in the last Gumby Fest, and I have to say it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking to you there, and I really would like to go to Number Gumby Fest, so that sounds very exciting. And another question I have for you is, do you have any kind of new fields of Gumby that you wish to explore? I know that each episode kind of has a rough moral or message. Was there anything new you hope to explore in future TV episodes or the movie? Yes, we have some amazing stories to tell. Um, we've really... You know, having worked with my dad my whole life and really understood the magic of Gumby, and he always took it to new levels and new places every decade, we're doing that. And um, there are some core things about Gumby that always live on. The kinesthetic action that he was famous for, that he was ahead of his time with, still remains. The heart. The art. Because stop motion is an art form and the, and the, the primary colors. And the and, and just the imagination that you can go in and out of books. You can go in, you could dive into an iPad. You could, you could travel in many different portals in many different ways. Um, stop motion is unlimited what you can do. And Gumby, you know, what he can imagine he can do. And he has, there's, there's a nature to Gumby that's just really special that, that, that uh, we have some stories to tell that will really entertain people and make, make people um, realize why, why they love Gumby so much. Well, it, you know, I, I personally love Gumby, but something that I find interesting is that Gumby also evolved over the generations because each generation of kids likes different things. They're very mm -hmm. unique from the previous generation. So mm -hmm. is there any way that the new shows and the new Gumby material will be different to kind of reflect the new generation? They always do. Every time we do a new Gumby series... Um, you know, like the 50s series had its own nature to it, and the 60, the early 60s had a certain um, direction, and the late 60s had a different direction. The late 80s had a different direction. The, the, the mid-90s had a different direction. They all had all those elements I talked about at their core, and that's why they're successful. In fact, through the years when Gumby airs, like it's airing on Amazon Prime right now, uh, when Gumby airs, if you watch – a seven-year-old today, when they watch a 1950s Gumby episode, they like it as, they, as much as they like the 1980s episodes. It's like there's something magical about the episodes that make them timeless. Um, yes, they're different through each era, and, and, and there's a, you know, they're always modern. But there is something timeless about these stories. Great stories um, don't die. 
you know, I think that that is beautifully said. It is very true. Well, Joe, thank you so much for speaking to me about the brand new Gumby film and other things you're doing it for Gumby. Well, I just encourage everybody to go out there and get this movie. It's an amazing – uh, the, the Blu-ray looks unbelievable, and it has a regular DVD in there, too, if you want it that way. But it just – the remastered, uh, it, it, it's amazing. Um, it's a really wonderful story to share with your kids and, and, and your grandkids or just yourself just for fun. Definitely. You know, uh, uh, Gumby is definitely meant for all ages. It's just really an amazing, amazing show. I personally love the collection of the 60s episodes that I got, and I just think it is a phenomenal show. So definitely check out the brand new uh, remastered version of the classical movie. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And this week's show is sponsored by the Gumby Movie. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the Gumby movie, and next we'll be talking with Sahiba, who's 15 and is near San Francisco, California, about Molong Season 1. Welcome to the show, Sahiba. Thank you. So, I saw Molong Season 1 also, and I really want to know what you think about the film, because I'm going to let you speak first, and then I'll tell you if I agree with you or not. But I want to know, what are your thoughts about seeing the series? Okay. Yeah, Molong... From the first minute of watching the first episode, I knew I would love it. It was just full of laughter and fun. And each episode is literally overrun with happiness. The two characters, the bunny Molong and the little chicken Pew Pew, are just so adorable. They made my day when I watched this. I know, right? It's almost like they're these best friends that always go on these adventures. So if you had to choose, I know it's kind of hard to choose a favorite character, but who would be yours? I think it would be Malong because Malong had such a calm demeanor all the time. And 
it was she was just Mulong was just a very lovely character her whole animation also made her very cuddly which was another thing I loved and she's always quick to think of ideas and would do anything to help others and I just loved that about her so yeah I completely agree with you I think it's so great how they always go on these adventures and she's kind of the person that really initiates them and Pew Pew's that friend who's just not really into it but they end up experiencing life together which I think is great so out of all of these episodes because it was a really long series did you have a favorite scene well I do remember one I think it was called the rugby game or the rugby match it was definitely my favorite because it really showed the bond between Malong and Pew Pew and how when they're separated they get really sad but they even when they're like against each other in the game they come together and they're just very happy friends who would do anything for each other and this episode really showed it which made me love it a lot yeah I completely agree I think my favorite one was when they had to go to the desert and they were riding camels they do the weirdest things and I wish I could do that like don't you wish you could do the things that they do yeah my life would be so adventurous if I was in their world I know it's it's honestly great and I think that that's great because I haven't seen a lot of series where they have you know such adventures like that so Before you saw it, what were you thinking? Like, just by hearing the title and, you know, reviewing this, what did you think? What what were your expectations before you you were going to see it? Well, actually, when I first saw the poster, I actually knew that this is something that I would probably love. Just because Malong is such a round character and really fluffy and Pew Pew just looks so adorable and from the poster I thought I could watch like days and hours of Malong and Pew Pew. Yeah they they honestly go on so many adventures and they learn so many valuable life lessons that you'll never get bored. So what would you say is like the life lesson behind this I know there are a lot of them I know it's like happiness and you know um staying good friends always having your back but what do you think is the lesson of it yeah well there are many like you said messages but I thought the most important themes were like the importance of friendship teamwork and kindness and even loving everybody and just helping everybody just being full of kindness I think was one of the biggest themes Yeah, I I totally agree. I think friendship is so important nowadays, and this series really made sure to include that and hit it home, so I thought it was great, too. So my last two questions to you, I guess it's kind of one question. What would the age and the star rating be for the series? I would recommend it for ages 2 to 8 because I think they would enjoy it the most. However, I'm 15, and I enjoyed it so much, so I do think anybody could love Molong and Pew Pew and I would give it five out of five stars because I have not seen a show as good as this one for kids and I think if kids watch this as they grow up they would become very very kind people because it teaches such good lessons and it's a very cute thing to watch. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you. I would also like give it a five out of five stars and recommend that to the kids as well because it really was great. So thank you so much for talking about Molong season one. Thank you. So go check it out. It's on Amazon and DVD. It's really great. Sahiba said it herself, and it really is an incredible series, so go watch it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Gumby movie, Molong Season 1, Mineshi, and Leap. Right now I'm talking to Dariana about Leap. Dariana is 11 and she's from Los Angeles. Welcome to the show, Dariana. Hi. Hi. So... I've heard a lot about Leap, and just from the previews, it seems like an incredible movie. It's about this aspiring ballerina who bursts out of her orphanage, and she wants to pursue her dreams. And it's in theaters now, so just reading that, just hearing about that, it really sounds great. So what was your thoughts about the film? I think that Leap is so such an inspirational movie, because it teaches such a good lesson, and the animation was really so unique to this movie, and I really loved it so much. Yeah, it it just seems like incredible animation, and you said you really loved it. So, given that you really loved it, would you say that there's a favorite character that you really empathize with, a character that was just that made you laugh or cry? Who did you enjoy the most in the film? My favorite character was Audette. She was always there to support Felicity, the main character, through all her journeys and her dreams to become a dancer. She was always there to, like, help her through her journey and, like, always there to push her forward. She was even the one who taught her to dance, so I really think she was always there for her, and I really like that about her. That sounds really inspiring. It's always great to have someone in your life that really supports you. So, Since she did support her and she did encourage her to dance, was there a scene in the film that really made you full of emotion, that that you really enjoyed? Yes, there was one scene that was really sad for me because because Felicity was doubting herself and and she was doubting that she couldn't do it herself and that she couldn't do it. And Audette was there trying to push her forward too and she was worried. So that scene really, like, brought tears to my eyes. Oh, my gosh. I love when films can bring tears and joy, and they're really inspiring. So it sounds like this film really did just that. So is there a part in the film, it's kind of, this question is kind of similar to the one I just asked you, but is there a part in the film where you could have related at all to it? The part I guess I could have related to were the training scenes where Audette was training Felice to how was training her how to dance and it kind of reminded me of the karate kid scenes because like she was doing such simple things to help her through stuff and like I know sometimes like because I take tap classes and stuff by doing just like simple things by like just tapping your shoe around or your foot around that you could get better so I kind of related to that scene. Wow, you take tap classes. That's so cool. So you must have really enjoyed the film because you do dance as well. So congratulations to you. That's great. Dancing is great. This film seems great. So do you think, based on the film, without giving the ending away, do you think there should be a sequel? I think that there is enough to, like, have a sequel. If there was a sequel, I would hope that it would be about Felicity's friend, Victor, 
that he was also part of this movie and he also left the orphanage to follow his dream to become an inventor and like he was helping he was helping build the Eiffel Tower but like as an assistant and I think that if there was a sequel it could be geared more towards him than to Felici so yeah yeah that sounds that sounds great I mean I can't wait to see this film and my last question to you is what would be the age and the star rating for it I, I think this film is for ages 6 to 18, because when I saw this movie, I saw it with my 17-year-old brother, and he wasn't even bored. He, he, he was totally so amazed by the animation, too, so he really had a fun time there. And uh, I rate this film uh, 4 out of 5 stars. Wow, that's great. Yeah, this film seems like that there's something for everyone. So I really appreciate you talking about the film Leap. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. You heard it from Dariana herself. This film is great. You can check it out in theaters now. You got Maddie Ziegler. You got Carly Rae Jepsen. You got these incredible actors and actresses. So go check it out in your local theater. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by The Gumby Movie. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm jerry Ors, and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we were just talking about molong season one as well as minashi and now we're going to be talking about the brand new film called lucky which is coming to theater september 29th we're going to be talking to the film critic samantha who lives in la and is a and is 14. So Samantha, what did you think about this film? You know, this film, it was really interesting. I was watching the film and actually while I was watching it, there was no sound because they had some technical error. So then they replayed it. And after watching the same scene for a few minutes, I immediately got a different perspective from watching the film because I'm honestly a little confused by it. All right. And what confused you? Well, it's just, it's, I I feel like I say this all the time, but it really is something that I've never 
seen anything like it before because, you know, when you hear the word life, it's usually meant to be beautiful. But in this film, it's kind of weird because they think, I mean, the main character, Lucky, who's played by Harry Dean Stanton, he's this 90-year-old atheist who does the same thing every day and he is honestly it seems as if he's really afraid of living and it was weird how they interpreted life to be living like it was weird because they made life not be positive and I think that's why I was a little confused and I didn't really understand it until towards the end of the film where I kind of tied it together but I think it's weird how they changed the meaning of life. You know, I watched a few films where they kind of just go through somebody's life without really exploring any conflicts or any real plot. And to me, that always seemed kind of boring and had real no purpose. Did that occur in this film, or do you think there was some sort of conflict or plot that the characters followed? Honestly, I think I agree with what you said originally, that it was, it was the movie was a little... It was a little slow because there. Were, I feel that there, the plot could have been a little more entertaining because it's about this guy who does the same thing every day. He's unhappy with his life. I mean, he's healthy and he smokes and drinks, but he still is a very healthy man. And in one of the scenes, he actually has a stroke and he goes to the doctor and he's confused. And the doctor tells him that everything's fine and he's not really happy about that. And I just, I didn't... You know, most films, I can relate to the message, but I don't think that life is a negative thing. I think it's unique how they interpreted it that way, but the plot could have been a little more relatable. You know, I feel like I know what you're talking about. It's a very artistic idea to have a plot like that, but you need to really just have something that the audience can grab onto, that they can snatch on and connect to. Without that, the audience doesn't really feel like they care about the characters. But something I do see that really stands out in films like this is the cinematography. Since they don't have a plot to fall back on, they usually try to express themselves as much as possible in the camera shots. So how was it in this film? I thought that the cinematography was great because it is set in a desert area and they immediately open the film with just a shot of the desert. And seeing that, I already knew that the film was going to be different than the ones that I've seen before. And... The cinematography is also unique because it's not there's not really that many close-up shots, it's more distant shots and I thought it was it was great. That is very good to hear. And can you tell us a little bit about the acting because it seems like it focuses around one main guy and that is the elder atheist. Uh, so can you tell us about the acting? Yeah. I think Harry Dean Stanton, who I said plays Lucky he successfully portrays an independent, angry old man because you can just, he doesn't have to say anything and you can just see it on his face that he's really unhappy with his life. And he does have some of the residents in the town, like Yvonne Huff, who plays the waitress at the diner. She is one of those characters, she doesn't have that many lines, but she really empathizes with Lucky because. You know, everyone's worried about him since he's old and he's negative about everything. She goes to his house one day and she sits with him and watches TV. And, you know, he starts to tell her about things that he's afraid of. And you could just see that they connect really well. And the acting, it was it was great. But like I said, it kind of 
wasn't as great as I thought because of the plot itself. I see. Usually when the plot fails, the whole film fails because it is really the core of the film. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And right now we're talking about the film Lucky with Samantha, who is 14, lives in L.A. Lucky, by the way, is available starting September 29th, so definitely check it out. And right now we're talking about the acting, which was very good, but it kind of failed due to the plot. So my next question has to do with a moral message, because I feel like a story like this would have some sort of message at the end to kind of wrap up the story. Did it have anything like that? You know... That is another thing. I think it was slightly confusing, but I took it away as, you know, life is short. You should live it how you want. If you want to live it unhappy, then that's your choice. Because throughout the film, each of the characters have a different meaning of life. Like Yvonne Huff, who plays Loretta, the waitress, she's very optimistic. Lucky is not. Um, Lucky's friend, David Lynch, he's kind of also negative about life. But what was really cool is he has this tortoise, and his name is President Roosevelt, and he is, like, the <laughs> biggest... Funny. Yeah, I, I know, right? He is the biggest turtle tortoise. I always mix that up. He's the biggest tortoise, and he is so prominent in the film, and I would say he's he's really optimistic about life, which I think everyone has a different meaning, but I would say, you know, life is short, make the most of it, even if it means doing the same thing over and over again. Definitely. I, I definitely agree. And by the way, David Lynch's character is named Howard. So is there a soundtrack to this film or any sort of music? You know, there is a soundtrack. I don't remember specifically many of the songs, but I do remember kind of the rhythm of it. But the songs did correlate well with the film because they definitely they played some country songs. There was just basically any scene. There were basically songs at the end and that was really where the songs needed to be. So I think they did an incredible job with that. That is good to hear. And what did you think of the director? Because the director, if I am correct, is John Carroll Lynch, and this is kind of his first big film. So what did you think of the directing? I thought that the directing, it was it was great. I mean, just because the plot wasn't necessarily my favorite, it doesn't take away from the directing because... They always, they find a way to just include everything. Like One of my favorite scenes is when Lucky gets up and you see him doing the same thing every day. And the director really captures the fact that he is so unhappy with doing the same thing every day. They, you know, you see Lucky, he does these stretches, he puts on the same shirt, he has coffee, he goes to the diner. I mean, he really, he made it, I like how the title incorporates with the film itself because he does say like lucky is not really lucky but he does manage to capture the irony in that and i love when directors kind of do that really be able to bring that out so just last two quick questions how what age range do you give this film and how many stars i would recommend it probably for ages 15 to 18 and adults would enjoy it too because there is drinking, there's drugs, and foul language. That's the only downside to the film. But I feel that I probably wouldn't have related as much as adults would, just because of the... the. I guess they, they characters have more life experience than I do, and since I'm not an adult yet, I didn't find a way to empathize, and I would 
give it a four out of five stars just because of the plot and the message is open up to your interpretation, which is kind of confusing. But it was still a good film. It definitely seems like a very unique film and an interesting watch. Thank you, Samantha, so much for talking to us about it. Thank you for having me. Of course. For our viewers, like I said, if you'd like to check it out, you can get it on September 29th in theaters, so definitely check it out. It seems like a really unique film. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. This week's show is sponsored by The Gumby Movie. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about the film lucky and next we'll be talking with clayton who is 17 and is from new york city about the new film menashi so clayton welcome to the show uh great to be here great so to my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, Menashe is about a store clerk who's very kind-hearted and he tries to get custody of his son after his wife passes away. Is that right? Yes, it is. Okay, so you can add to that if you want, but I also want to ask you, what did you think of it? I know it's it's a film I've honestly never heard of it. I didn't see any previews for it, but just by reading it, it sounds great. So what did you think of it? I think it was an authentic, emotional like masterpiece. It was... Like, I'm usually not into, like, the type of slow films. Like, I'm, like, an action movie type guy. But this was just perfect. I learned so much about the Orthodox Jewish sect and everything. So it was very entertaining for me. That that sounds great. It, it really does seem very appealing. So did you have a favorite character in the film? My favorite character was probably Manesh because he was really humorous and he messed up all the time, and he was clumsy and everything. Ooh, what did he specifically do that was clumsy? I, I love characters that are hilarious. He's just, like, the way he walks and he's tripping and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds really funny. I mean, just by hearing that, it, it does sound really funny. So what would you say, since he is a really funny guy, what would you say is a favorite scene? 
favorite scene is when Manesh drinks malt liquor with the Hispanic employees after his late night shift. And they're just helping him with his life and trying to get him back on track and everything. Wow. That's honestly, just by hearing that, that's, that's really, that's really a unique scene. I haven't seen anything like that before. So that's great. So did you originally want to see this film? Like what were your expectations? I was like, eh, at first, but then I saw like the trailer and I looked stuff up and, uh, I'm like half Jewish. So I'm, I'm not like a religious Jew, but that's why I watched it. And it was, a, I learned a lot more about Judaism through watching this. Oh, I'm Jewish too. Now I got to go see it. Wow. That sounds, that's great. So do you think since you did learn more about the religion, Judaism, what did you take away from that? I'm not like a religious Jew, but I took away from it that they take things very seriously. Like How the so? Orthodox sect. Um, like a child can't be brought up without a mother. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, sound, that sounds right. Well, that's great that you took away such a valuable meaning from it. So do you think that there should be a sequel? A sequel. I think a sequel would be very hard because they had to do it in secret. And it was probably really hard them to get all the people together and want to do it because in their sect of Judaism it's not like good to like educate other people about their religion right I agree so I don't want you to give away the ending but what did you think of the ending and did it I guess give you some closure yeah the ending was uh, gave closure but like it was also very sad throughout the film. What were some of the sad parts? He's, uh, Manesh is sort of different than all the other characters. He's, he's at ease with society in Brooklyn. So he's more, he wants to embrace life and freedom. Right, that, that, I completely agree, yeah. That sounds like a really inspiring message. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about the Gumby movie, Molong Season 1, Menashe, and Leap. Right now I'm talking to Clayton, who is 17, about the movie Menashe. So we were just talking about that there were some sad parts in the film, but you did say it was an authentic film. So would you say that there were any moments in the film that, I guess, made you laugh? There was one part when, I'm not it's not really funny. Some people, it could be funny, but it's not really humorous. Just a couple parts when Manesh is clumsy could be humorous, but it's not really a humorous film. Right, yeah, it, it appears that way just from the description, but that's okay. You still said it was an enjoyable film for you. You learned a lot from it. So why do you think, I mean, like a person like me, why do you think that I should see the film? Even if you're not a religious Jew, I feel like it would be entertaining and you should learn more about other sects of Judaism. Right, yeah. It, nowadays, culture is becoming intertwined, and there are so many different people, and it's really great to learn about that. So what would you say is the moral or the message of the film? The message. I didn't really see a clear message, but probably to never give up and just be yourself 
and just embrace life. That's the overarching thing that Manesh believed in. I think that that's great. Embracing life is something that we should all do. So was was there any... I, I'm not sure. There probably was. But were there any songs in the film that you would relate to? Because I mean, every movie has some sort of song or musical aspect that we can relate to. There was a lot of like religious songs around the table, but it was all in Yiddish, so I didn't really understand it. There were English subtitles, though. Oh, okay, so if you didn't get it, you could look at that. But yeah, it's not the same, because if you don't speak the language, but it's good that they do have Yiddish in there, that people who are not fully Jewish, like you said, they could still relate to it. So what about the cinematography in this film? What did you think about that? Um, it's a little grainy because the resolution is a little grainy because it, it's low budget since they had to be so secret about making the film. Right. Okay. Yeah. I completely understand it. So what would you say is a part of the film that I know you said that there weren't any, you know, scenes that made you laugh, but were there any scenes that you thought were interesting? I mean, maybe they didn't fully give you closure or they were just scenes that you really maybe didn't understand when they were all around the table they were all like in like a drunken revelry almost but it was like a religious aspect that's like a part of the judaism that i don't really understand so i'm trying to broaden my horizon and learn more so that's why i watch this (laughs) i think i think that that's great yeah i definitely would agree with you and I definitely want to see it. So my last question to you, Clayton, is what would be the age and the star rating for this film? Um, I think uh, 13 to 18 for the ages since it's like it's a very serious film. And I would give it four out of five stars because it's it was really emotional and amazing. But I have to take a star off for the graininess and things like that. Completely understandable. I get it. So thank you so much for talking about the film Menashe. Thank you. So you can check this out in theaters now. And it really is a great film. Even though it did get a 4 out of 5 stars, that's okay. Because, you know, it, it is a great film. Like Clayton said, it's authentic. It's inspiring. So definitely check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by The Gumby Movie. I'm Samantha Marcus. Thanks for listening. Today is also National Cheese Pizza Day. Go order cheese pizza and go with your friends to the movies to check out the incredible films that we just discussed. You won't regret it. Thanks so much. See you next time. you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.